Good evening. Welcome. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. I'm so excited that we're here. I know it's been a long time. Our topic today is called Finishing Well. And Shannon did a sermon on this a couple weeks ago, but I've been thinking about it since mid-March. And I realize it's been over a month since we've had a podcast, but we are going to try to get, I want to ideally, maybe in the summertime and whenever in the future we have extra time, we can do it twice weekly because we do enjoy doing it. It's just life's been getting in the way. And, uh, but hopefully, you know, spring is here. We got rain today. Mm-hmm. Robins are just everywhere. <clears throat> I don't know how much rain we got because we don't have a. Oh, it broke. Yeah. The rain gauge. <laughs> we should always take it in in the fall. Yeah. But we let it sit out there and then it cracks. So but we need a new rain gauge yeah. every year, I guess, to measure. So. And anyway, finishing well, <clears throat> I wrote on March 15th in my journal. And the reason why I did this is because I, at the time, I'd been going through um, first, first and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, reading through that that part of the Bible. And mm-hmm. th- there were a few Kings that started well, and then they kind of petered out and, and then they ended badly. And so I wrote a lot of the things I write in my journal are prayers to God. That's just how I talk to him often. And I wrote, I want to finish this race. Well, Lord, I don't want to grow hard. It's like heart of heart. I don't want to fall from you. And then, uh, well, I'll finish this part. King Asa of Judah started well, but he fell into pride and he didn't repent when God sent his prophet to him. And I share a verse here. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You have done foolishly in this, for from now on you will have wars. Second Chronicles 16.8. Often we hear the first part of that, mm-hmm. but the second part is not really great because... King Asa was doing so great, and then he got prideful, and and he didn't finish well. And I think we need to remember, too, that um, that's as much a challenge as starting well. I think, actually, sometimes it's more of a challenge. Well, I think it can become more of a challenge the longer longer we're Christians, the easier it is for us to, to let the fires smolder instead of staying aflame. Yeah. Or even you know, could possibly even go out because we get comfortable in it and we get to the point where we're not putting effort into it. So I'm going to read second Timothy four, six through eight. And this is at the, the end of Paul's ministry. He knows he doesn't have much time left. And he's talking to Timothy who he started off as a pastor in another community. And now he's writing his kind of a goodbye letter. Second Timothy. Oh, it's kind of a good yeah. by letter to Timothy. He's given him the last minute advice he can give him. Almost to a father to a son. Paul didn't have any children, but this is almost like a father to a son. Okay. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So Paul's talking about, he knows my departure is near. He knows it's the end of his life. And he says, I have fought the good fight. Mm. I gave everything. I finished the race. And that's not, when when he talks in those that terminology, those are both active things. 
fighting the good fight and finishing a race are active things. Right. It's not, I survived until now. Right. I, I endured. No, yeah. I fought. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's, it's an just... active thing. And it's so easy for us to get to the point where we're willing to step back and just let it all pass around us. Yeah. And think we're doing okay because it's not getting worse. But we're yeah. not doing anything to make it better. And maybe we're not like doing some like crazy sins or whatever. We just are kind of looking like we're having we're, a pretty good life. Yeah. So and in Sunday school right now, we're studying um, Revelation. Revelation and that Laodicean. You know, I'll oh, vomit you out of my mouth. You're lukewarm. <sighs> That's not someone who's finishing well. Oh, they're kind of. And the sad part wrong. is that what that implies then is at one time you were hot. Yeah. One time you were doing good and you did not finish. Yeah. And I yeah, I, I agree. Sometimes it can be the harder task is actually finish. Finishing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, um, I remember hearing this older person, um, who had been very active in her church for many years and then she said i've done it enough let other people do it i and she's like she her her top her her comments were it was almost like um she felt like it was time to retire and just never retire from christianity is not something you retire and move to florida where you don't have to do it anymore yeah and and I, i will say if someone listens to this we will change jobs. Like, oh sure. I think of VBS and there's and, seasons yeah. in everyone's life. But, there's seasons in everyone's life. Yeah. But at no point should any of us say, "Okay, I'm done now." Right. Let somebody else do it. Just find a different thing to do. If you can no longer do, can no longer uh, fulfill the role you have in the past, that's understandable. That's not a problem. But you have still else. have a role. So. Sometimes you have to go find that role. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of one of the dear, lovely ladies in our church. And during vacation Bible school, for the longest time, she's been the story lady who, who tells the story, the main, you know, what, what the whole day is about. And it's just got too much for her. I mean, she's done it for decades and she's still serving the Lord. And she's, she serves the Lord so brightly and she's such a joy to all of us. But she stepped back from that role. She's doing other things instead that maybe don't feel so demanding to her. But so she serves in a different way. And it's just as important as the last role she had. But we do, like you said, we have seasons. And right. some sometimes we might be doing a whole bunch for God. And other times, maybe not as many activities. But we always can pray. And Well, but... The thing is, we always have to be active. Yeah. Christianity is not a spectator sport. You cannot be passive. You have to be actually thinking along the lines of what would Christ be doing? What would Jesus be doing? You know, Jesus rested when he was tired, but then he got back up and went back to work. Right, that's true. And if we rest because we're tired, we also have to remember we're getting back up and going back to work. You know, something I just thought of when you said that. Hmm. Even after Jesus died and resurrected, he went back to work. Yep. When he, I mean, he could have said, okay, I did my job, which he did. But instead of just resting on, oh, I'm resurrected now and I made the way for you to heaven. But he still, he stayed like 40 days after that teaching and, and helping. And, and, um, well, we look at, and, and we're talking about finishing strong here. I'm looking at Paul's life and he did not start well. No. I mean, he was an educated man. Um, he was a well-respected Pharisee. He was, he had it all going the right direction according to what was going on that time. 
and then on on the road to Damascus, he had his encounter with Christ. So he went from persecuting Christians with great fervor yeah. to proselytizing and preaching with great fervor. Yeah. But it was a that was a grinding of the gears. That was a hard shift for him. And people didn't even believe it at first. But in the end, more pages in the New Testament are written by Paul than anybody else. Yeah. I, and I mean, he, yeah. this, like I said, this relationship between Paul and Timothy, it's like, I think he feels like he's his son. And he's saying, yeah. I'm my son, my spiritual son. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm finished. Yeah, that's but gotta feel good. I, I want to feel that way at the end. That I finished my race. It's time to go to heaven. I'm thankful. You know, if I get a chance. Some people. I've die been quick. teaching uh, World War II, and we have a, a teacher at school who's a, a guidance teacher. She was telling us a story. Her father was put in a concentration camp when he was 15, and she was telling the story. And then she said, "Have you ever seen Schindler's List?" And I love that movie. Oh, when it came yeah, out. It's it, was, powerful. it was a powerful movie. And the one thing I remember more than anything else about that movie was at the very end. Oh, and he yeah. realized he had lost everything he had, but he had a little gold Nazi pin that he wore in his coat to make sure nobody thought he wasn't a Nazi. Right. And he had had to buy every one of his workers. Yeah. And that's what financially ruined him. It destroyed him. But he saw that little pin and said, oh, this could have bought one more. Yeah. I could have saved one more. And I don't, I agree. I don't want to go be laying on my deathbed sometime and think, oh, I could have done so much more. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, Paul talks about the crown here, um, the crown of righteousness. And there are other mentions of the crown too. And this is for finishing well. Um James one twelve says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised those who love him. Yeah. So, again, if you remain steadfast, when the trial is done, and our trial is not done until our breathing yeah. is done. I, I want to say, too, though, is <clears> that <throat> this doesn't necessarily mean you're always supposed to do a bunch of activity no, for God. You just, no, you don't have you to be do, manic or frantic about you it. You just do what God calls you to do. And you Follow stay his close lead to him. and listen. And I mean, for some people, yeah. it's a very quiet life and all lives are different. I mean, we all have mm -hmm. different, God has plans for each one of us. I want to share one of the other Kings because okay. this is, this is something that we can fall into. I think so we, we have to really check our hearts. I mean, scripture says it to right. know where they are. So this one is Joash and Joash was seven years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. This is in Second Chronicles 24. <coughs> and then it says, And Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the days of Jehoiada the priest. Jehoiada got for him two wives, and he had sons and daughters. So when, And this was a blessing from God. But Jehoiada grew old and full of days and died. He was 130 years old in his death. So Jehoiada the priest lived a long time. And as long as Jehoiada was alive mm -hmm. joash really Did followed right. the lord yep. yep and they buried um the priest in the city of david among the kings because he had done good in israel and toward god in this house now after the death of jehoiada the princes of judah came and paid homage to the king then the king listened to him and so then he, he and it says and they abandoned the house of the lord 
the God of their fathers, served the ashram, and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for this guilt of theirs. Yet God sent prophets among them to bring them back to the Lord. These testified against them, but they would not pay attention. And that's just so sad. And then he ends up being assassinated by his servants. And <coughs> he started so, I mean, and he must have, he reigned 40 years. And so I don't know, you know, I don't know how long Jehoiada was alive while he reigned, but I bet it was for most of his reign because Jehoiada was 130, you know. And, and so I bring that up because we have to make sure it is us and Jesus that our faith is built just on him. And, and there's not, we're not doing it for other people or we're not staying true because I want to make my parents proud or, or I want to, I don't want Christians to think bad of me or something like that. You okay, honey? Yeah, I'm just going to get something. Okay. So we just have to make sure our faith is true and, and solid and rooted in Jesus Christ and him alone that we do it for God's approval and God's approval only. And it, I mean, if we get people approval, wonderful, but we have to, we have to live for God's approval and whether sometimes we'll get people's approval. Sometimes we won't, but as long as we're seeking God and we just want to please him, then we'll stay on track. Well, that's when you're doing it right. And yeah. that's when, like Paul says, fighting the good fight and keeping the faith. Those are the two things that he, he was calling or he was saying himself, but he also had mentioned that in First uh, Timothy, he talked to to uh, Timothy when he was first starting out and said, "You know, keep the faith, fight the good fight there too." Yeah. So in the end, he's saying, "I did what I told you to do." Yeah. I lived, yeah. I pre- I practiced what I preached. So he's reminding Timothy again to to keep the thing, keep it going. You know, you know the family tradition here. Something else is that, you know, sometimes people. You know, they get on fire for Jesus and it's a true conversion and they're following him. And then, you know, maybe they'll go back to the world for a while, but just come back. It's, it's finishing well. That doesn't mean you don't make mistakes in there. Well, it's there's just no way we could live without making mistakes. Right. We just learn from them. Yeah. And the, for me... I know I make mistakes and I know that God's grace can cover that. I need to take it back to him and I repent from those things. But I also think about, you know, in any job you do, you eventually get tired. Yeah. You know, they say the average American lasts three years and then goes looking for another job. Really? Yeah. People don't stay for 30 years with a company. Right. Um, But with Christianity, it's supposed to be who you are, not what you do. So who you are should be a fighter for Christ. Who you are should be a a person of faith. Um, A man or woman of deep faith is something that is extremely powerful. And it doesn't have to be big and flashy. Nobody has to know your name. But you can still be fighting the good fight. You know, it might be in a... Whatever gift God gave you, that's what you should be using to fight. If God gave you the ability to encourage, if God gave you the... the, the, uh, the blessing of hospitality, whatever it is, don't quit and do it because you know, that's a gift from God that you're supposed to do to honor him. Um, I want to talk about a few more things about some of these interesting things. Okay. Finishing strong. 
Now, this is Paul writing in the time of the Romans. Okay, so okay. Rome was occupying Israel. Rome was the Roman Empire was the most powerful empire in the world at the time, and they had games. Oh yeah, the Greeks had had games, and then the Romans had games. And the when someone won one of the big Roman games, uh-huh. the way they honored the person who had won was that crown of laurel wreaths, okay, or, leaves, or leaves yeah. around their head. Yeah, so there's that crown involved, and I just I just got curious about this and i read that part from james one where it says remain steadfast and when you've stood the test you get the crown of life but there's so many others i i did not realize that um in that second part from second timothy four he said the crown of righteousness there but in revelations three eleven it says i'm coming soon hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown yeah. In First Peter five four, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. And just yeah. there's so many of them. Um, it talks about you know the crowns. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Second Timothy again. So um, it's just one of those things where that is an award for finishing uh-huh. the race yeah. for pushing all the way through. Yeah. Um, not oh. to be too political here, yeah. but there is no participation trophy. <laughs> there isn't a participation trophy. I hate to break anyone's heart, but your race is your race. Yeah. And you and your race is not against me or against Jane. We're not against each other. Right. We're not racing against each other. This is an individual <clears throat> an individual race where only you can do the work and only you can reach the goal. Right. So in that individual race, did you do the best you can? When I was coaching football, I would, it was one of those things that I got from my coaches who probably got it from their coaches. They always said, when you finish, you should feel like you don't have anything left to give. Mm. Leave it all on the field. So when you are done, you're wrung out and you know, you did everything you could. Okay. So don't save it for later. That that reminds me. Because you did preach this sermon mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And I one of the images that really, I don't know, it just spoke to me, was that of a, a, a goblet of wine being poured out. Right. And when it's poured out, there's nothing left and that's, in that glass. Yeah, and that's that Paul saying, I'm a drink offering. Yeah. And you can't put it back in the glass. Right. It's and, done. It soaks into the earth and it's gone. And so I think, you know, that's, that's how I want... I want to feel like I've given it all it and gladly. I mean, right. I, I, I want to know that that last drop got, you know, came out and it's over. I want that, but right. something else, um, in second Peter, uh, talking about the long haul, uh-huh. you know, running for the long haul, because in one way it's a race, but it's more like a marathon than a sprint, right. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, as we are running this race, living this life, uh, and you're, and you're, um, uh, getting to know Jesus better and better and spending more time with him and your relationship is strengthening, the fruit of the spirit will come out. It, you can't help it. I mean, if you are spending time with Jesus, it's going to come out of you. It's not something you strive to do, but he's the one who brings forth the fruit, but you got to spend the time. I want to read this and. Uh, second Peter one, um, 
I'm going to just read from verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he's granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, virtue with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. They just build upon each other. And that, that I was just thinking that when you were saying that, they build upon each other, yeah. one after the other after the other, because you can't have true love if you don't have any brotherly affection. Right. And you could have self-discipline, but if, you, if you're not steadfast, that doesn't work either. So right. you have to build on top of each other. And it's interesting you would say that. Um, I'm coming from 1 Corinthians 9. Uh, Paul, again, here says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So you run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. Mm -hmm. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Yeah. So he's talking about being disqualified from the race. Yeah. To, he could be the best preacher in the world and still not finish well. Right. So he's he's saying... It's a discipline. It's self-control over things. And, and you, you don't yes. do it aimlessly. You run for a certain point. We know where we want to get to. I think everybody would agree with you that we want to feel in the end like we've done everything we can yeah. and we've done it well. Yeah. Everybody I know that loves Christ wants to hear, Well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Everybody yeah. I know wants to hear that, myself included. Oh, yeah. That's what we want to hear. So if that's the end goal, what does it take to get from here, point A, to that end goal, point B? Yeah. And what that takes is every single day, dying to self, picking up your cross right. and following him, every single day, running the race, keeping the faith, continuing to fight the good fight. One day after the other, after the other, after the other. And also, um, it's really important to be around other believers. Not all the time, but we need to um, hold each other accountable. We sure. need to um, pray with each other. Because I'm thinking of, you know, I know we all know of um, famous ministries, famous preachers or, or what, teachers mm -hmm. or whatever, who in the end fell. And, and people go... How did that happen? But I, I mean, I can't speak for all of them or even any of them, but I, I, I can imagine that when someone gets, you know, they get that Christian celebrity thing going and they have a big following, then they, there comes some people along who want to please them. And it's really easy to lose touch with, to be humble. I think, you know, and it's, <coughs> so this is a thought I've had. Yeah. I just, it came back full circle. It just reminded me. I think sometimes people in ministry can get like politicians. Yes. They yes. get to the point where they've been away from where they started so far. They, yeah. they lose touch with where they came from. Yeah. And I think we all as Christians have to remember that too. I am yeah. a sinner saved by grace. Right. 
And that will never change. Yeah. Until I am in heaven, I will be a sinner. And also. Saved by grace. And my grace yeah. is just as needed today as yeah. it was in the first day that I accepted Christ. And it is just as needed on the last breath I take. Yeah. So nothing changes. Right. That part of me until I am reborn with Christ. And I like how you said every day we have to die to self. Mm -hmm. So every day we choose not to live for self, but live for Jesus. And I think um, that part we're saved by grace alone. Mm -hmm. So we also have to not get into the comparison trap where no. like we could be living just a, a decent life and go, Oh, Boy, God brought me so far. I'm not like that person anymore. And really, in reality, I'm just as sinful yeah. as any right. time. It's just that God keeps me from, he keeps me from a lot of sin that without him, I'd be worse than anybody. I mean, we have to remember it's only by that his is, grace. Yeah, it's by his grace that we're not, you know, we are not as low as we could possibly be. And nowhere ever did I see in the Bible where you, you're supposed to say, but I'm better than no God doesn't No one. Our relationship Never. with Christ and not is not dependent on anyone else, not anyone else being better, not anyone else being worse. Our relationship with Christ is a one-on-one -on -one thing. I am only accountable for myself, but I am fully accountable for myself. And that's the only thing I have any, I have any ability to affect. Yeah. So I need to, focus on myself and my relationship with Christ and not look at other people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nobody likes that person. No. Who happens to be the one. Oh, that's a nice shirt. I'm glad it looks good on you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, aren't you casual today? Yeah. Oh nobody my. wants to be that person. Right. But we all, our, our sinful nature is automatically... Look at Adam and Eve. Adam immediately blamed Eve. The woman oh. gave it to me. Cain, am I my, am I my brother's keeper? Right. Just go down the list all the times over and over and over again when everybody said, but it's his fault. It's her yeah. fault. It's not my fault. You did this to me, yes. to God. Yeah. Oh my Saying goodness. those kind of things. Yes. We need to focus on our own race, on our own stuff. Yeah. Um, I've got a passage from Hebrews 12 here. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses... That came up because you were talking about yeah. being around others. Yeah. Let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured uh -huh. the cross, yeah. despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We were not left without an example to follow. Right. Christ carried his own cross to Calvary and bore all the shame and all that other stuff and did not care. Yeah, he, the shame he was nothing. The pain was horrible, but he knew what the result was on the other end. So he showed us that. And through his resurrection, we have the opportunity for resurrection as well. So we're, follow, we're racing where we can watch footprints. Yeah. We know exactly where to, when it says, I don't run aimlessly in first Corinthians, I can put my feet in the footsteps of Christ. Uh -huh. That race has been run by someone in front of me and I can follow that. And I have a whole 
we oh. all have a whole cloud of people in front right. of us. Hebrews 11 know. is full of people. Mm -hmm. That's the faith right. chapter. That's, oh, but I mean, I, in our own lives. Right. We have people in our own lives that we know who walked in faith. Right. And, 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 and ran the race. laid the steps down before us. Yeah. And you can see it. And I, I think of, you know, people that have gone before me, like my grandparents. Um, I think of my grandmother. And she endured a lot in her life. Yeah, she did. And she finished strong. Yeah. She finished strong laying in a nursing home, in a bed, looking at a black and white wedding picture of her and my grandfather. Yeah. I don't know how much stronger you could finish. And how sweet that was. That was, that was very special. sweet. And I, can I share something I think about with these verses? Yeah. The Hebrews 12. And it's surrounded by great cloud of witnesses. And they do say in Malachi, and I think there's a couple other places where it says there's windows in heaven. Mm. I kind of... And maybe it's because Maggie, our daughter, is up there in heaven. But this is how I picture it sometimes, that they're all sitting around and they have their popcorn and pop and they're eating the popcorn and watching us and go, hey, did you see what they did? Wasn't that cool? They did it. They did it. Now, I mean, I don't know. I don't know necessarily they worry too much about us. Um, oh, I don't know. I think they've got other things to well, do. Well, they probably they do. sit around and watch us like some sort of soap opera. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we were meant to be. Heaven soap opera in our life. I don't but think. I don't know. But they, but they could take a peek once in a while, just to see if something's while. going on. But I don't, I don't see how anyone could not read this thing, read this from Paul in Second Timothy about finishing the race and not immediately get another a second wind. Yeah. If you're running, I'm, I'm, I am not a distance runner. I have never been a distance runner, even when I had to run distances for my job. It's not a distance runner. But I'll hear about people that talk about getting that second wind or that third wind when yeah, all of a sudden their body relaxes that. and they feel like they can go again. I get similar stuff when I'm lifting weights and when I'm working out because I push myself as hard as I can yeah. and I could just quit. But if I give myself a short break, I'll go do it all over again. And yeah. I do it again and I do it again, which drives some of the kids that work out with me nuts because aren't we done yet? <laughs> you know, I was working with them tonight and we were going through a, a circuit training type situation. And they said, well, how many sets are we doing? I oh, told no. them the reps. How many sets are we doing? Oh, no. And I said, five. Oh, no. And they said, how about three? I said, how about five? And they said, three. How about six? Okay, five. <laughs> but it, as you you're going, talking. you get to the third set and you're like, whoa, this is really wearing me down now. And then you get to the fourth set, and oh, man. And then you finally get to that fifth set, that last one, and you know it's the last one. And you know when you're done, you're done, and you push hard. You push hard and get that kind of that second win because you're trying to push it out, finish it off. And I think I don't know when God's going to take me. I just had what I think is successful heart surgery and I'm doing really well and I might have another 60 years on this earth. I might have another 10. I might have another two hours. I don't know what I've got. But I do know that going back to Christ and taking that deep breath of the word and give you that second wind so you can go on and push farther. Yeah. And you don't know when your last step is going to be made. So step out in faith every single day because it might be your last chance. Yeah. And it might be 50 years from now, but you don't know that. So make sure that the last thing you did for Christ was today and not 10 years ago. Yeah.
and can I show them with that? Sure. And also, you don't always have to feel like it. You can just say, oh, Lord, I am tired today, but by faith, I'm going to do this for you. And the times I've done that, it always turns out great. It I does. mean, it, he it always does. blesses me with that because it's just like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Even though I kind of had to drag my own, I was dragging my own feet to do it, but I knew God wanted me to do it. Well, I just said, I'm doing this for you, Jesus. And, and he blessed that. He knows you get tired and he doesn't condemn you for being tired. No. And he understands just like, you know, Christ was here and experienced everything we ex experienced. And there were times when he needed to just get away from everybody. Yeah. He needed time with the father alone. He needed to just rest. Yeah. And there were times when they wouldn't let him rest. And it was, it had to be terribly. It is. He must've gotten good at sneaking out. Cause it does say he always snuck out to lonely places to pray. Well, he went to, he went away. Yeah. yeah. And it's just amazing to me that, um, you know, God on earth had to go through that same thing. Yeah. So when I look at that, what's my excuse? Right. Right. I have none. I, no. have, I have nothing I can say. You know, if I'm overwhelmed, Jesus was overwhelmed enough to, to, you know, sweat blood, uh, sweat yeah. blood. And, and, and it's okay to take, to pause and ask Jesus, I, I need that still water. I need those green pastures and he'll provide the respite. You know what you need. Anyway, he's I want to I yeah. want to finish okay with a quote here from this Scottish guy, who I quoted a different quote when oh. I did my sermon. This is Eric Liddell again. Okay. He's the one they wrote. Uh, he was the inspiration fire? for Chariots Chari of Fire. Okay. okay, and he was a very devout Christian and uh, was a Olympic gold medalist and a Christian missionary. And I love this. This is one of his quotes about living with a purpose. He said, "The secret of my success over the four hundred meter run." is that I run the first 200 meters as fast as I can. And then for the second 100 meter, 200 meters, with God's help, I run faster. Oh, that is a good quote. You know, I do as much as I can for as long as I can, then I'll let God take over it. I just, he's got a bunch of really good quotes, but um, I hope this helps you. Maybe this is something that'll help you get your second one. Yeah. Maybe just discussing it with someone helps. If it is, maybe you need to talk to someone. Maybe you know someone who's looking like they're really tired and they need someone to maybe carry their load for a little bit and then give it back to them. Maybe take them a donut. That's what Weston would do. Yes, Weston would take them a donut. Um, <laughs> you know, I remember times when, like when we were in the military. Yeah. And I was not a runner, but I could ruck march for days. You can put 70 pounds on my back, point me down the road, and I'll go 25, 30, 40 miles. We had to do our qualification rock mark, rock march every year. That was 12 miles. And I remember finishing uh -huh. and then turning around and going back. Oh, to walk with and others. And walking beside those that worked for me, a lot of them, that just were having a hard time finishing. Yeah. They'd started strong. Everything was right. They knew everything. was. I made sure everybody had the right socks on, all that stuff. But sometimes... People need someone to come up alongside them yeah. and say, hey, you got this. It's just over the hill. I've yeah. been there. It's just over the hill. I've already yeah. been there. So let's go together. I'll stay with you. Let's just think, go in step. Yeah, I think we all have to do that for others at times. <laughs> there and, are times when people need to do it for me, and there's right. times when if you look around, you'll see someone that needs you to get in step with them to help them finish strong. Yeah, that's a good point. That's so a, if you need it, ask for it. 
Yeah, because not everybody right now, notices. if you have the opportunity yeah. and you see someone else's need, fulfill that need without them even asking. It, yeah. What a blessing. Yeah, that is what a, a blessing. What a blessing it is. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah, God bless. Bye.